Hello, Fort Worth, and welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Freedom Review. If you're new here, the Freedom Review exists to inform and educate the Fort Worth and Tarrant County community about the values and the functions of civic engagement, the goings-on of the local city council, the mayor, the county commissioner's court, as well as important news stories from our community and from the greater Texas community, including state political issues. My name is Anthony Sosa, and today we have with me Christopher Rose and Thomas Moore here to discuss the 2021 mayoral candidates for Fort Worth. There are currently six people who have announced, and we're going to run down any available information that we could find about them and provide it below. We specifically decided not to use the Star Telegram for reasons of access of information. There are some great reporters at the publication, but the inability for people to access the stories can be more than frustrating sometimes. So we're providing alternate sources below. Thankfully, MSN picked up a Luke Ranker story, and we have that link provided as well. Uh, we will also provide any candidates' Twitter handles for those who have an account. All of the resources, as always, will be below in the show notes, so you can go back and check our work and do your own research yourself. And as always, please subscribe and sign up for our newsletter and get updates on Fort Worth political news and deep dives into local issues. We're currently a volunteer organization, and if you would like to get involved or want to contact us, you can reach us at fwfreedomreview at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at fwreview. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit. If you wish to support us and this podcast, please go to justicereformleague.org and click the donate button. All right, so Thomas is going to start us off. He's going to start us off talking about Mr. Brian Bird. So, okay, go go ahead, Thomas. All right, so Brian Bird is currently the city council uh, member for District. I was forget the number. District Three. Um, he has been serving there since 2017, um, when he ousted uh zim zimmerman who was the incumbent and had a had a few more uh endorsements than him but he was able to to beat him um and then in 2019 he ran for re-election and like there was one guy named tanner smith and he just he got crushed it was an 80 80 percent to 20 percent uh election i don't even think brian bird even fundraised um oh, wow his dad He's been in Fort Worth since 1977 in second grade. Um, <clears throat> from what I've seen, his family were business owners and they had stuff in Weatherford and Fort Worth. Uh, his father was the Republican Party chairman of Parker County. Oh. Um, here we, yeah. Um, and there's some stuff about Parker County that kind of worries me. Um same. There's also some something on his page about you know wanting to honor his Western heritage, um, which may or may not be a dog whistle. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, there's a lot of other stuff about Bird that I kind of like have to respect. Um, he does a lot of volunteer work. Uh, he's done stuff with uh, Angel Tree, which is prison ministry. Um, he's also uh, he, for a long time he was a pastor. Um, a pretty successful church and he uh serves on the board of directors for something called tarrant net which is a fort worth ministry that kind of gets 
other churches in the area to kind of like coordinate efforts for like their charitable causes and stuff. For instance, uh, Tarrant Net leads uh, Read to Win, which basically they, their whole deal is helping first graders learn to read. Um, his focus seems to be, from what I've seen, um, trying to stimulate the economy in Fort Worth, uh, particularly the business sector, because right now uh, Fort Worth's taxes are property tax heavy. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he wants to get more business businesses uh, started and up and running in Fort Worth, and then he probably wants to transition uh, to more of a business tax heavy uh, approach to bring property taxes down, which okay. I'm hoping he does. I don't, I'm hoping he's not just doing what a lot of Republicans do and just cutting taxes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tricky because biz. I mean, businesses own properties too, right? So they 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 pay the property taxes on those things. So if we decrease property taxes, you know, it, it affects res- residents, but it, it, it also affects the, the businesses as well. I mean, there's only, right, there's only right. so many ways we can tax, right? It's either that or a sales tax. Um, so, but you got to get the revenue for all of these city services from somewhere. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been endorsed by Kay Granger of all people. Um, and from, She's the U.S. Reading from representative. U.S. Representative Kay Granger, uh, former mayor of Fort Worth. Um, he's been, his, his, here's what his uh, Brian Burr from mayor.org page says. Uh, Brian first ran successfully for Fort Worth City Council District 3 in 2017. But since then, he has led the charge to revitalize the Las Vegas Trail area, mm. lobby successfully to bring over $12 million to the Como neighborhood, and raised funds to open Fort Worth's first ever drop-in center for human trafficking victims. I'm not sure how much of that is, like, as true as he says, mm-hmm. and how much of that is technically true but misleading. Gotcha. Because I know for a fact that the Como neighborhood has had problems for years with getting funding there. Yeah. Um, also, it's worth noting, uh, Brian Bird to my knowledge, is one of only two uh, city council members on Fort, on the Fort Worth City Council right now that has not taken any donations from the Fort Worth Police Officers Association. Although I think he got an endorsement from them in 2019. Okay. But like I said, that one was so one-sided, he didn't even need any funding. It's hmm. a good point. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. He also voted no on, on, on uh, taking extra time to take a second look at the reach confer agreement despite what the uh group of people that the former city council paid what half a mil mm-hmm. to to audit the uh the forward police policing um he, he voted against their recommendations um so that yeah that's what i got for brian bird okay very interesting is he a doctor or is that is that a different council member that he is, in fact, a doctor. He started as a business uh, major, and what happened was he was playing uh, basketball in, in uh, college, busted his knee, and then, like, he ended up uh, going to a physician, kind of getting interested, interested, shadowing physicians, and falling in love with the whole medicine thing. Oh, interesting. His wife's actually a lawyer, and when I say she's a lawyer, I mean she's like, I don't think she went to Ivy League, but she got her law school at William and Mary. So it's like, 
it's damn close. It might as well be Ivy League. So, I mean, his his wife is well-educated, too. Interesting. Okay. He also sits on s- several boards. But I guess that's pretty but standard yeah. for, for a lot of these council people, poli- political, local political people sitting on all sorts of boards and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, Thomas will come back here in just a moment and hit Deborah Peoples for us. I'm now going to talk about Mike Haynes for a second. So Mike Haynes uh, is an African-American gentleman who ran in 2019, apparently. And I discovered this now. I didn't even know that he ran for mayor in 2019. But the the website that I was able to get all of this information from was actually a Dallas Morning News uh, kind of political breakdown from that election. I haven't found anything that was published recently about him, but I'm sure his political philosophy hasn't changed in the past two years. I'm sure a lot of these questions still stand. Um, so, and all, all these, all of our resources, by the way, will be posted in the show notes below. So if you want to go, you know, check our work and, 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 and find out all of this information for yourself, it'll be available to you. Um, Mike Haynes is listed as a professional as far as his occupation, but I don't specifically, I mean, it, it appears that he goes around to public schools and gives talks about finances. He has a bachelor's in business management. Um, I don't know what from where univer- what university. Um, and he is the vice, vice president on a nonprofit, uh, Inactus, uh, which I don't know very much about, but we'll, we'll post that website down as well so you can find out about that. Uh, but yeah, he's a high school guest speaker and his, the topics he would talk about is be educating, you know, young people about stocks and bonds and dividends and the importance of investment. Um, he also would host seminars for adults, uh, on capital and financial advising for homeless youth. Those have been kind of the things he's a, I guess you could say a financier and he's a financial educator, I guess you could say. Um, when asked why he was running for Fort Worth. Uh, he said that, well, it's cause he was born here and I'm actually going to read from the, uh, from the article. Cause I, I just, he kind of gave a long, long winded thing. And I would rather you just hear from his words. He says, I'm running for mayor because I was born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas in a barn on a farm here that my grandfather built. I've been a victim of low income and a victim of false police claims. And I've been a part of the needs of the inhabitants. And despite them overcame them and implemented the things that I've learned to increase stability revenue, and a peace of mind in our communities. That's why I'm running for mayor, to make a change for the youth. Voters should vote for me because I am promising realistic ideas that have an outcome that we can track uh, and watch and see what the impact is. I'm kind of paraphrasing some of this stuff. Uh, Creating revenue and more pay to attract qualified employees, more grocery stores, and educating on the importance of higher education, resumes, and interviews to decrease the dropout rate and youth homelessness and increasing qualified candidates for uh, jobs after completing school. Transportation for residents with careers outside of Fort Worth, creating more stable residents and jobs by staffing drivers and call centers for only this particular field alone. A new vision for the future using solar energy for companies. Pardon? Um, Solar energy for companies to cut back on cost and electric city transportation to prevent pollution, uh, creating a healthier environment, more recreational facilities and parks, attracting more residents and businesses, uh, business courses on the high school level that develop entrepreneurs and benefits for city employees who don't receive them. Uh, a civilian review board is something that he wants to prioritize and a stormwater drainage system to help deal with uh, some of the communities that are having issues with, with stormwater draining. So that's, that's kind of the stuff that's been important to him. And so, yeah, I'm going to reiterate uh, the top three actions that he wanted to do if he were to become mayor is one, 
uh, advocate or instill a civilian review board for the for the Fort Worth PD, uh, stormwater drainage system, and then adding more courses to ensure jobs after high school. And like as an educator myself, that to me, I I agree with that. We don't have a shop class at my school. We don't have an auto tech class at my school. So I think like more, you know, technical type skills at the high school level would be really nice. I don't know if that's specifically what he ta- he's talking about. He seems to be talking more about you know, financial types of, uh, types of courses, you know, um, and we, we do have a personal finance course. So I don't know. Um, residential investment. Uh, another thing that's important to him is residential investment over commercial investment. He, um, is for reducing commercial taxes. He is for more public transit or more public transportation, investing more in Fort Worth public transportation. He is for more transparency from city hall. He's, he get on a scale of one to ten. He gave City Hall transparency a three, which I think is a fair assessment. Um, he, he said Fort Worth. On a scale of one to ten, yeah, yeah. It's there's not a lot of transparency <laughs> here uh, at Fort Worth now, uh, City Hall. Um, his he's when asked what Fort Worth's best asset is, he he said the residents, which I thought was was good. We often hear from at least the, the current leaders of the community. They're always focusing on uh, commerce. They're always focusing on the business. And uh, you know economic aspects of Fort Worth, but I think the residents are important, and he seems to think that as well. Uh, he wants to lower property taxes, which is a common thing that you hear from a lot of people running for all sorts of offices. But when asked mm. about our aging infrastructure in the city and like how to fix that and pay for it, he said that he would raise property taxes or raise sale taxes. So there's a little bit of wishy-washiness there. And again, like kind of what I said earlier, there's only so many ways you can raise money. Here we the way we have things set up in the state of Texas, and it's like either raising property taxes or sales taxes or taxing the the businesses, you know, on some other level. Um, and then just to wrap it up for his for his section, uh, when asked for his vision of the future for Fort Worth, he said, "My vision for the city is to bring back the meaning of Fort Worth as a place of worth, with opportunities that encourage families, new business." new images that attract tourists and new residents as well as new businesses. Uh, a platform for students and residents to represent Fort Worth in the best way when out of city limits and the top five and top five city and topping the charts as one of the best. Oh, he wants Fort Worth to be one of the top five cities either in Texas or in the country. That's one of his goals for the future. So that's pretty much what we got for for Mike Haynes. And then now I'm going to briefly cover before I pass it back to Thomas, um, Maddie Parker, we're kind of going in the order of the city website about who's filed. And so that's kind of, we're just going down the list. So Maddie Parker is a, is a woman who has been the city council chief of staff for the past five years under the current administration. So if you're someone who thinks Fort Worth, thinks Betsy Price has been doing a good job, thinks the city council has been doing a good job and you support how things have been run over the past few years in Fort Worth, then you might be interested in Maddie Parker. Uh, personally, I think we need change. Um, however, I'm just going to go ahead and give you down, you know, what she's about. She has a bachelor's of arts in government administration, and she has a law degree from Texas Wesleyan. She is the CEO of Tarrant to and through partnership, which is like a, a nonprofit that focuses on, uh, partnerships between local high schools and local universities and like offering scholarships to students that meet certain criteria to then help them, you know, get uh, higher education. 
just and again, as an educator, I, I think those are good in theory. I think it is very good to provide scholarships and provide money for students. Often the and I was kind of reading. We'll post this website, the the organization's website as well. I was kind of going through their stuff, and it appears that they're like they're valuing the the students as a workforce. And so it's not, and that's something that as a liberal arts, someone with a liberal arts degree, like I, I, I like educating people to give them the means to do the things that they want to do, whether or not that makes you a good worker or not. And so T3 seems mm -hmm. to be about like, you know, let's just get a good educated workforce into the working economy to help create more capital for the economy. That's kind of how that works. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, I, I'd like to learn more about that. I'll read more about that. But right now I'm just kind of like, eh. Uh, you know, lukewarm on this organization. Um, she is backed by the entire Bass family, uh, by Ramona and Lee Bass, by Sasha and Ed Bass, and by Sid Bass. And she is also backed by D. Kelly Jr., who is the the lawyer for the Bass family. Uh, and he actually considered running himself earlier. There's There was some talk about D. Kelly Jr. running. He has announced that he's not. So I guess he's throwing his weight behind Maddie Parker. And so she's got the attention and the support of the establishment here in Fort Worth. Um, she is the, oh, I'm sorry. She's also backed and uh, supported by the Hillwood organization. She's uh, the presidents of the Hillwood Association, which is Mike and Marilyn Berry. The Hillwood, Hillwood as an organization is the Ross Perot Jr. Company that is behind the Alliance Airport. And they kind of manage that sort of thing. So she's got backing from the Perot family, from the people running Alliance Airport. Um, she also has the backing of U.S. Representative Pete Guerin, who's a Democrat. Uh, and then she also has the backing of State Representative Craig Goldman, locally from the area. He's a Republican. And she also has the backing of Councilman Dennis Shingleton. And Dennis... Dennis isn't running again, is he? Do y'all know? No, he's, um, he's, he's, he, I don't think so. I, I saw think. probably not. Okay. I don't think that he's like 100% decided or okay. I haven't seen like a, you know, conclusive anything, but, but he said probably not. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and then she's also, she's 100% establishment backed. Like the, the power, the, the money in Fort Worth is, is solidly behind her, but she's not, she's also wanting to show that she has some grassroots support. So she's claiming that she has grassroots support through some school events that her kids attend. And she goes to their school events and has talked to people there and they support her. I don't know what school her kids go to or what neighborhood it is. And if I had to guess, it's Tanglewood, but who knows? Uh, and I just want to kind of say in, it, endorsements don't equal votes. So it does seem that she has a lot of support. If people in Fort Worth are satisfied with how things are going, then maybe she will do well in this race. However, if a lot of people like myself would like to see some change, uh, then maybe, you know, maybe this will be a, a negative on her list that she has all the support from these people. So we've yet to see. Uh, she has no stated goals for why she's running or what her what she plans to do. I haven't seen any of that yet. And again, it's early in the process. So we're going to keep an eye on this. And I'm sure there will be statements from all of these people. And we'll cover this again, you know, in the near future and, and update you guys on that information. So, okay. So Thomas, uh, do you want to talk about Deborah Peoples for a little bit? Deborah Peoples. All right. So she was an AT was an AT&T VP for like 33 years. And she 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 retired in 2012, I believe. And since 2013, she has been the Tarrant County Democratic Chair. 
Um, she ran in 2019 against Betsy Price, and she didn't do too bad. It, I think, if I'm looking at this correctly, uh, Betsy did win uh, with 55.7% of the votes, but she came in at 41.9. Oh, really? Uh, it was that this, close? Yeah. Okay. And then it looks like two other people had about 2.4% of the votes, but to put this in perspective, the election before that, Betsy Price won by like 75%. Yeah. So that might have been the biggest the biggest challenge Betsy's ever had. It might be why she's not running again now, because if you look at the trends and her stuff, she's been slipping in polls just a little bit every single time. And I think she knew that she wasn't going to be able to hit a re-election thing. Um, her whole deal is, uh, you know, what she calls one Fort Worth. So she seems like from, from what I've seen, she's big on engaging with neighborhoods and she's big on addressing public safety. Um, I'm not seeing anything about, you know, any plans to, uh, you know, reform the police, anything about uh, dealing with rich confer. I do know that she, she, she has, she is running on, you know, trying to make communities safer and, you know, more, she's bigger on equity for individuals, which I think is something we need. Um, she did say she marched at a few protests uh, this year. Um, however, um, I can only confirm that she spoke at one event. Um, at one of the protests, and I think she had someone registering people to vote. So she's been, I think she's the one who's been campaigning on this the longest for 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 mayors. She's basically, mm -hmm. from what I understand, basically been running since she lost the last one. Yeah. Um. So she's been. I know she's been working hard. Uh. There's not a lot as far as like her biography online. Which a lot is... of the stuff is just her campaigning uh information and that's interesting um, because as the fact that she's been announced running for this for this mayor spot way longer than any of these other people you'd think there'd be a little more information about what she stands for yeah and like honestly i've, I've looked there's like every wikipedia or, or i think one of them was like gaiapedia um they have almost nothing on her it's like uh they know she's democrat and they know she worked at at and yeah. And I know that her, you know, what her maiden name is. And that's about it. That's all I'm getting. Um, so I'm really going off of, you know, what she says. Um, I do know that, you know, when you go to look up mayoral candidates, the two that I seem to see the most together are Deborah Peoples and Brian Bird. So they seem to be the the high profile people here. Mm -hmm. um, although I will say Ann Zeta and... Uh, forgot her name already. Um, the one you just talked about, Maddie Parker. Yeah, Maddie. Yes, Maddie Parker. Um, I think it's going to be between the, those four candidates. And um, I think Deborah Peoples probably has the biggest chance of, you know, being one of the people in the, in the runoff. I think it's going to be between her and Maddie Parker. Honestly, I don't see Bird because Bird does well without as many endorsements. But the thing is, when you look at Maddie Parker's backers and stuff, those are all the movers and shakers in the town, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
I see her being able to bring out people maybe even a little bit better than Brian Bird. Um, yeah, it's interesting. The split between Brian Bird getting Kay Granger's support, which is establishment as well, and then yeah. her getting everybody else. That's kind of an interesting split. I don't know what to make I of think it. Probably what, I think probably what happened is Bird probably did something to secure that endorsement a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then when when uh, Parker went in to get it from Granger, she couldn't because Granger already gave it to Bird. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, Christopher's going to come on and give us the rest of the rundown for Chris Rector and Ann Zeta. Yeah. So, Chris Rector. He is an author. Um, that is his background. And um, he doesn't seem to have any other... I haven't found like a website or anything for him um, aside from he's got an author in uh, Twitter and a and then a candidate Twitter. Um, so he makes a big point about not being a politician. Um, he he says that he's not politically correct and will probably curse. Okay. So get ready for that. All right. <laughs> You're I know. Um, he, he says that he's blue collar through and through. Um, he is, interestingly, he's not accepting campaign donations, not just from organizations, but from people as well. He is just not accepting any campaign donations. Um, he he says he's not here to take our money. Self-financed, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess his, his author career is doing pretty well. Yeah, it has a, a new book coming out soon. It's like a, a sexy horror book, I think. <laughs> that, that was the description essentially boiled down. All right. Um, there's not a whole lot on his Twitter. Um, he did share the uh, Mayors for a Guaranteed Income link on it um which looked promising for a moment and then he said uh this has been going around and um i just want you to know absolutely not so he is very opposed to guaranteed income okay which is you know that's strange for a working class person to not want people to have an income okay i'm getting some some weird libertarian vibes here most definitely. Yes, his focuses are personal freedom, economic freedom, and a debt-free future. Okay. Yep. Um, he's got another statement on here um, in which he says, um, essentially, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's kind of, I don't know, weird. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll provide you the link if but, you want to go read it. <laughs> well, okay, m- might as well. He says, uh, we need to think beyond the scope of our daily lives. It's just as important that city officials establish relationships in communities that don't have money and influence. Likewise, folks of higher financial status need to understand that not every employee of the city works for them personally. If we don't work for everyone, what's the damn point? Trust is earned, and I'll always work for yours, and I hope you feel the same way. Okay. So, by weird, like, you, I don't know if you see what I mean exactly, but it was just kind of like, I don't know, it felt... It's like the first thing he posted on his Twitter. Wow. And I was like, that's your, that's what you're running on. I mean, yeah, it's a little, it's a little wishy-washy. I mean, it's having support for everybody. I mean, nobody disagrees with that, but yeah, but I I see what you're saying. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit a bit random and like he didn't flesh out any of his thoughts. Yeah. Um which that. he doesn't flesh out really any of his thoughts on here. Um for example, he did not say why he does not support um <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Guaranteed income. Um and he's just posted several times about pledging allegiance to the flag. Okay. Um, and being a different choice for mayor. Okay. He seems to certainly be that. So we'll, yeah. we'll look forward to more from him as well, I'm sure. Yeah. He says that he will, uh, he, he seems to have a focus on working class people. Um, and, and he says that he will listen to uh, our concerns and seek input from us. Okay. Well, that's good. It's more than we can yeah. say for some people in city council. Yeah. And he's got a crazy beard. So that's fun. There you go. Do you want to let that influence your vote? Um, He also says that he will be a protector of our tax dollars um, and not be beholden to big names or corporations. You will not get the same, or this is a quote, you will not get the same old political two for one BS with me. Okay. What does that mean, protecting our tax dollars? Does that mean doing like doing better stuff with the tax dollars or like making sure you don't have to pay any tax dollars? Um, it says he doesn't want to. Uh, it says the city of Fort Worth should not just freely spend citizens tax dollars without transparency. So I guess yeah, okay. he just wants to be more. Open about how the budget works. Okay. He's not wrong there. Yeah, he isn't. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could all use some more details about the about the city budget. One hundred percent. Well, fun fact: uh, in 2015, the DOJ actually uh, had to investigate Fort Fort Worth, and they had to come to agreement because uh, they were using stuff in the CCPD fund for like non-CCPD or policing uh, things. Of course. Oof. <laughs> of course. I'm not surprised. Okay. Well, what I'm do you got? Right. What do you got for for Anne? Anne Zeta, yes. Yeah, I got some things. So uh, most of what I found on her is from her website, um, and from the video that she recently posted to announce her her campaign. Um, she she said that she or she listed some some focuses, some things she wants to specifically address. Um. And that she thinks that Fort Worth needs more, such as quality, good-paying jobs. Um, she says we need to revitalize our streets and infrastructure, um, which is, that's her background. Um, she, her background is in city planning and urban design. Yeah. Um, so she's she's big on infrastructure changes. Which we um, Sorry, what was that? Yeah, we definitely need that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely. Um, she wants to expand, um, and have more options for transportation and transit. Um, she says we need more affordable housing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. She wants to, uh, bring more businesses to Fort Worth. Um, and, um, but she also says that the tax burden is too much on individual people now, mm-hmm. or, individual people and property owners and not enough on businesses. So she specifically wants to bring businesses to Fort Worth and then mentions, um, you know, making them 
pay, pay more, more taxes. taxes as opposed to continuing to raise yeah you know which i mean that's who has like the that. money like who's got the the numbers of of dollars is it the individual residents or is it the companies or these mo sometimes multinational corporations right like they've got the money yeah it's okay to tax them a little more it's okay yeah they've got okay. all the money in fort worth that's why the business taxes are so low they own the town yeah 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 so she wants to raise business taxes which i thought was was great in my opinion um she she mentions mentions also um a you know the focus especially now on uh on equity in in fort worth and wants to continue that focus and work more to uh you know make that more of an ingrained part in of the fort worth government um interesting note um the the race and culture task force mm -hmm. um they they like made a bunch of suggestions recently um for things to change about the way we run way we run things and the fort worth city council um she said she was the only one um that voted for the community police review board that was one of their recommendations and everyone mm -hmm. else voted no um, and she also wanted to change the redistricting process. So those were two, uh, recommendations from the race and culture task force that the city did not take up, but she still supports. Interesting. Um, that is yeah, really it was something about getting, uh, making it a, a non-political redistricting, redistricting process. That would be great. So you couldn't, yeah, yeah. gerrymandering and all of that stuff. If you just take it out of the hands. Interesting. So I don't, I'd love to see more details about her plan, but the way that I would imagine that being is you would have a third party, nonpartisan body who would oversee that process. So it wouldn't just be in the hands of partisan yeah. council members. Yeah. She's also the only person who voted, uh, not to approve the reach for agreement because they still had like a year when they yes. approved it. Hmm. And uh, the people they paid to do that audit was telling them to wait because they needed to fix some things. She's the only person who heard that and heard what the people were saying and voted mm -hmm. no. Every other person on that city council voted yes, including Brian Berg. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she she voted twice, the, the first time to postpone the vote. And then when they came back, like the next month, I think it was. Um she she voted again to to keep working on it. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, as far I I I've met Anne a few times. She's my city council member, and I she's a sweetheart. Like she's super nice. She's always responded whenever me or Amber have had any questions about anything. She's provided us resources when we've asked for them. I think she's mm -hmm. a great city council person, and I, and I would love to love to see her be mayor for sure. Based on the current, yeah, and, current lineup we have. Yeah, and I've just like she seems to have a big focus on wanting uh, public input and and community involvement. She she keeps um, like on her on her social medias and on her website and stuff. She she pushes a lot for people to be more involved in their communities and local government, um, which is you know kind of what we're all about here. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to note that she uh, in late 2019. Um, this is according to a Fort Worth Weekly article. I'll just read the quote. Uh, in late 2019, Fort Worth City Council gutted the Ethics Review Commission. Um, all but one council member, Ann Zeta, voted in favor of abolishing the volunteer group responsible for enforcing the city's ethics policy. Are you kidding me? 
yeah. So I, I sent that, uh, the link for that article to you so we can cite our sources. Uh, but Thank you, but yeah. yeah. So, so she's, she's voted for some, some things that uh, I personally am supportive of. And I think that, I think that all of us here are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's seems to, in my opinion, she seems to, to want what's best for the people and she wants to hear from the people about what that is. And I think that that is great because I haven't seen that from any of the other people, honestly. Yeah. She's also the only person with any background in actual like governmental management and everything. Everyone else is a business owner, but there's a, there's Mm -hmm. a saying I kind of came up with this here, you know, you in, in the city council, you have a few people who won't do the right thing. Even when people are in the room on that city council, you have a few people who will only do the right thing. If there are people in the room and Zeta is the only person who will do the right thing if that room is empty. Yeah. I agree with that statement. That, that does. Yeah. That does seem to be true. So the, I think the filing deadline is like February 12th or the second. Do y'all remember? I thought I wrote it down, but I can't find it. Um, I think 12 sounds right. So we've got a couple more weeks. It's po- I mean, the, the field is getting kind of crowded. This is six candidates already. It's possible there might be a couple of more. Ramon Romero Jr. mentioned that he may run. That was before a lot of these other people announced. So we'll see. We'll certainly we'll do another episode of this probably in like another two weeks. I imagine maybe next week if there's a lot of developments and keep you guys, you listeners, abreast of, of the recent developments. So you guys are informed. So you all know who these candidates are. So that when you go vote in May, uh, for this election. And again, early voting starts even a couple weeks before that. So halfway through April, we'll be able to go vote on these people. Uh, we want all of you people listening to be informed about these people so you can vote for who you feel the best about. And so that's that's why we're here. So is there anything else we need to know about Anne or any of these other people that you guys want to say before we sign off? Um, I think that's all we've got right now. I I would love to, um, you know, reach out to everybody and and, you know, get some more conversation started but there's not a whole lot of info out um now like while the while the you know window's still open to to join the race yeah uh we'll provide the twitter accounts for everyone who has one not every candidate has a public a social media here's the deal like uh, maybe they have a Facebook. I think Deborah Peoples has a Facebook. I don't use Facebook. I, I have a distaste towards that social media platform in general. I don't like it. And it bothers me that some people use it as their only method, like like our current mayor uh, of communication. And she'll post a Facebook video. And like if you, that's where you got to get the information from. Um, yeah. And if you don't have Facebook, then yeah. too bad. Yeah. So we'll, we'll provide those social medias for, for you so you can follow these people's keep up. Hopefully they post stuff in the meantime to let us know what they're up to and what they, what they want, what they're doing. But uh, cool. Thomas, yeah. you got anything else? No, no, I think we've hit all the, all the talking points. Uh, I think as time goes on, uh, you'll probably see a few people jump in. You may even see a few people jump out. And uh, in the next month or so after, you know, the final filing day we're gonna know what this race is gonna look like but i really think it's gonna be those those four mentioned or or earlier you know zeta parker bird and peoples i think that's gonna be who we're fighting fighting from yeah between i think that's who's on the cover of them i just saw this morning like an hour ago uh the fort worth magazine uh put out their most recent issue and i believe it's the four of them who are on the cover of it 
try to get our hands on that article, see what they're saying, and we'll let you guys know what's going on. Thank you very much for sticking with us and listening with us, and you guys have a fantastic day.